Welcome to the Public Storyteller. My name is Michael Stock with Dr. Karen Neal. Karen is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. Hi, Karen. Hey, Michael. What story do you have today? Here's a story from Andrea Weiss. I met Mimi when I took over leading the book club at my senior community in Delray Beach. She was a regular member of the book club. I got to know her over the course of about a year or so. Though she looked younger, Mimi was in her mid-80s. She was very quiet, but when she spoke, she spoke with authority and always came to the meetings looking quite regal. After the first meeting, she approached me and asked me to get her the book for the next meeting. She didn't have a library card. She didn't want to buy the books. She didn't have anyone uh, that she could borrow the book from. And so I agreed to get the book for her. And each month, it turned out, I would go to the library and get the book for her and bring it to her. And when she was done with it, I would go and pick it up. We started to chat, and I got to know her a bit. She was a very private person and a very demanding person. Um, It was difficult to really get to know her, but it became quite clear that she was lonely and a bit needy. And each month she needed a bit more. Uh, I would take her to the supermarket when she asked. I would take her to the bank when she needed to go. Um, I would be there for her when she was angry or upset. And the more time I spent with her, the clearer it became that Mimi was failing in a number of ways. While she maintained a meticulous condominium and she always looked lovely, uh, she was having difficulty knowing what time of day it was. She seemed to struggle with her money. She would say things that seemed out of sync with our conversation and somewhat inappropriate. And then her telephone was disconnected and her electricity was turned off for our failure to pay her bills. She was fairly well off and she could have paid the bills, but Mimi did not remember how to pay her bills. And so the next time I took her to the bank, I asked uh, if they would help her to take her bills and create an auto pay so that she didn't have to worry about it anymore. And the bank declined to be helpful. I paid the bills for her so that her lights and her telephone would work again. And through conversation and a little bit of manipulation on my part, I found out that she had two children, two adult children, one who in fact lived somewhere in Florida and one who lived in California. She gave me the name of her son in California and I contacted him and told him that I was worried about her and that I suggested that he become more involved uh, and get to know more about the situation she was facing. Her son did not follow up on my suggestions. She reported to me that she had seen her husband in the parking lot 
uh, near her building, but her husband had died three years prior. And then her phone was again turned off and her electricity was again turned off. And I began to call any agency I could think of, trying to find an agency that would intervene on her behalf, evaluate her, offer her services. But because I wasn't family, each and every agency turned my request down. I even found out who her physician was and called the physician's office and explained, while I know they couldn't tell me anything, I could tell them things. And I let them know that it was clear that Mimi was having significant struggles managing her life. I don't know what, if anything, the physician did about it. But shortly thereafter, Mimi became quite agitated with me. Uh, She felt I was asking too many questions, and she didn't really want to talk to me. And so she stopped talking to me. She didn't answer the door if I knocked on it, and she didn't answer the phone if I called. One evening I was sitting out with friends and got a phone call, and I could see it was from Mimi's son. I took the call, and he asked me if I knew where his mother was. I said, no, I didn't, that she had not talked to me in about a week. And he told me that she was missing, but that he did not call the sheriff's department because he didn't think it was an emergency. Well, I did, and so I called the sheriff's department as soon as I got off the phone with him. And the sheriff's department sent a deputy who found Mimi that evening. She had died in her apartment alone. It was a very upsetting moment, uh, a very terrible experience, but one that I replay in my head and I talk to people about because I think it's imperative that we remember Mimi and all the Mimis in a county in Florida where there are so many retirees, so many widows and widowers who are far from their families and don't have anyone checking on them, making sure they're okay, getting them the help that they need when they need it. And so I keep that in my mind at all times because after all, I'm a single senior. And I hope that when I need help, if I need help, someone will be there for me. Andrea Weiss, a story about loneliness. Yeah, and uh, a particular situation that is only getting worse. People who are just on their own and who are relying on the kindness, not only of friends, but on strangers and are not doing so well. It's a sad story, but Michael, I felt it was a really important story, and she told it beautifully. It is important, and I I just can imagine how many Mimis are out there. And I just wish there were an Andrea for every Mimi, because Andrea was not 
tooting her own horn here. She was just telling a story and bringing to the public's attention this terrible situation. But she really was a godsend until she could do no more. What makes this even more upsetting is that Andrea was really helping Mimi, but Mimi was not able to reciprocate or even appreciate what Andrea was doing. Yeah, uh, to me, the most upsetting part of the story was her kids. And who knows what the backstory was? Who knows why they didn't help? Or We don't know. And we can't judge them. It's just sad. Thank goodness that there are people, again, like Andrea, who can at least make some of the memes in this world, some of their lives a little easier. Just recently, I'm reminded that uh, I was talking to a neighbor who's doing yard work. He's much older than I am. I noticed he needed roof repair, as do I. And when I asked him about it, he said he couldn't get a estimate. Immigration and politics is the blame and started naming names, raising his voice and getting angry. I couldn't take it. I walked away, threw up my hands and said, well, I tried to be friendly. It, it takes a certain person like Andrea to, to look beyond that and really, really care for your fellow human being. You're exactly right. And the way that she describes Mimi at the beginning of the story, she says regal. She was quiet. She had an authority to her. She was very private. I mean, this is a woman who would be mortified to know the situation that she had gotten herself into. Her condo was meticulous, but little by little, she couldn't take care of the things she had always taken care of. And the fact that the institutions failed her, that the bank failed her, that the doctor seems to have failed her, you know, we can only do so much. Well, Andrea went way beyond that so much threshold, and I really appreciate her bringing in the story. Now we can remember her, and there's a legacy that will hopefully help other people. Thanks for bringing that story in, Karen. We'd love to hear some more stories from our listeners. How can they get in touch with you? Send an email to cneil, that's C-N-E-I-L-E, at fsandfrankau.edu, and I'll send you instructions. Our website also has information at wlrn.org. Click radio and the public storyteller. Thanks, Karen. Thank you, Michael. See you next week. Dr. Karen Neal is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. My name is Michael Stock. The public storyteller will return next Sunday.